Welcome to the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope our broadcast will bless you. Now it's time for scripture reading. So it's going to be found in Zechariah, chapter 8, verses 21 through 23. Give you a few extra seconds to find that one. I got it bookmarked, so I'm cheating. And again, that's Zechariah. Chapter 8, verses 21 through 23. And it reads, The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord, and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem, and to pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, ten men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my God and my Redeemer. Happy Sabbath, Church. We praise the Lord for this opportunity to be together in this Holy Sabbath morning. I praise the Lord and I thank the Lord for Pastor Mabio for sharing your pulpit with me. Though the invitation, though the notice was so abrupt, you know, my trip to Maryland to our general conference office uh, was not planned. My meeting this week uh, was an emergency meeting and I told Pastor Mabio I met him a couple of months ago uh, and uh, I told him if there is a chance to come here to Michigan and you know to spend weekend with him and thank you Pastor Mabio for accepting my requests and also I would like to thank the pastoral leadership of the church our board of elders for having me here and I'm so delighted and I'm so happy to spend Sabbath with you today. And I strongly believe that this is God's divine appointment for everybody. Amen? I do not know uh, how to start. Uh, I have tons of stories to share. Just like what Pastor Mobiu have said, I've been working in the field for almost beginning 2023 almost 23 years 20 years now uh, but i've been a pastor for like 18 19 years now so i started working uh, even before my graduation and i strongly believe that god has called us to perform his mission and this is not our mission but this is god's mission we are just part of this of this great Advent movement. Okay. And thank you for all your prayers and for all your support. Uh, Elder Dwayne McKee, the president of the Adventist World Radio, knew that I'm coming over here in this church and he told me to express the greetings, you know, coming from, from him and from the leadership of the Adventist World Radio. So what uh, in this, so this is my family. Uh, on my right it was my, is my ex-girlfriend you know back in college you know and the lord has blessed us with three kids 
uh, we named our kids, you know, in line or pattern with the name of my wife. My wife's name is Eliza, so my firstborn child, we named her Eliandro. And then the second, the middle child, that my, our only daughter, Eliana. And then the youngest uh, is Elizandro. So L, it starts with L. I've been pastoring for like uh, more than a decade now, nearly two decades. And I had a lot of questions to the Lord. I graduated with good grades. So I was expecting that the Lord would, that the conference would assign me to a city-like church, maybe like Midland Church. Uh, but I found myself pastoring the 18 churches on the mountains of Mindoro. And they gave me a horse because of, there was no transportation in that area. So they gave me a horse so I can go to these different places. It took me sometimes 12 or 16 hours to hike to reach the place. So I was questioning, well, I did well in my college life. Why am I here on the mountain area? And little did I know, you know, just recently uh, that I realized that the Lord was preparing, was orchestrating all of this to prepare for, uh, for a great harvest in this particular island in Mindoro. So the following picture talks about, you know, some of the turning points in my life. December 10, you know, this picture was taken when the world was still young, you know. So I got married in December 10, 2009. So almost, you know, it's 14 years now uh, when I said yes to my, to my wife. Amen? Amen. Uh, by the way, I'm a little bit worried because in the Philippines, it's 11, it's 12.23 a.m. And I'm still struggling with jet lag. You know? uh, I'm worried because I might fall asleep. But I am encouraged, you know, that, you know, falling, falling asleep inside the church is a, is a sign of commitment, you know. It's an expression of commitment, you know. I've learned that when I was in college, you know, when my professor said, because most of my classmates were working students, they, they were student guards, so they have no sleep, but they have to go to school the following day. And most of them fell asleep inside the class. And our professor said, well, it's okay to sleep inside my class. I understand your situation. But make sure you don't snore, he said. And I came to the point of realization that uh, looking to our church members sleeping inside the church was really a manifestation and expression of their strong commitment to the Lord. Amen? Because... You must be tired after six days of work and labor, amen? And, you know, you can prefer to choose, you know, you can prefer to sleep and stay in, in the comforts of your house, amen? Because you must be tired working, but you prefer to come here to the church to worship the Lord with God's people, even falling asleep while listening to the sermon, amen? And that's really a sign of our commitment to the Lord, Amen? I would be jumping, you know, I'd just like to share, you know, some, some of the pictures, you know, of my experience while working on the mountain. So this is the food we eat up there. We have yam. This one of my horses. This one of the improvised ATV, you know, on the mountain. So this is the way, you know, 
uh, when we hike, going transporting our materials, we cross rivers, uh, and this is the school we started up there. By the way, Mindoro is known as the haven for uh, the rebels. You know, uh, we have the New People's Army, uh, and Mindoro is a very strategic place. They station their training camps, uh, rebel training camps, and we set up, you know, literacy program in these rebel areas. This is how our school started. Uh, look like when we when we are starting our school in this area. So. I've heard that you have a school here, but this is the kind of school we have up there uh, when we were starting to introduce literacy program on those mountain uh, areas. So we have now, I don't know if you have heard Sulads, you know, we are partnering with Adventist World Radio and Sulads Ministries on those mountain areas. So we were bringing uh, education, not only education, but also medical missionary work in that area. Uh, yes, I have entitled our sermon today, God's Last Day Movement. Amen? And because we belong to God's Last Day Saints. Amen? I'd like to share with you this passage from Ellen, Ellen White, from Early Writings 278. The power which steered the people so mightily in the 1844 movement will again be revealed. The third angel's message will go forth, not in whispered tones, but with a loud voice. I saw that this message will close with power and strength, far exceeding the midnight cry. And I strongly believe God's last day church, God's last day saints in this end time will perform a solemn work, a last day movement that will steer the world that will turn the world upside down to prepare the world for Christ's second coming. Amen? And that's one thing that unites us as a church, our understanding of our unique status and our unique message. I heard a story from G.T. Ng, you know, the former executive secretary of the General Conference. I heard the story. There was this constant debate in the Adventist you know, realm. And they were talking about what would be the official, you know, language in heaven. And the English-speaking people said, well, English is the lingua franca of the world. It's the universal language. And English must be spoken in heaven. And the Spanish and the French-speaking people said, French is a language of love. And heaven must be a place of love. And therefore, French must be spoken in heaven. And the Spanish community said, well, once you learn Spanish, you are a candidate for heaven. So non-stop and constant debate in the Philippines, they said Ilocano or Cebuano or Tagalog. Everywhere you go, they claim that their dialect would be the official language in heaven. And you know, there was this old man, 89 years of age, he went to Israel. He went to a Hebrew seminary, Pastor Mabio. And he enrolled for a, you know, he, he went there to enroll for a class. And the administration said and asked that person, that old man, what an age to study. Why you came here? I want to speak Hebrew. I want to learn to speak Hebrew. Because when I get to heaven, I want to speak with Moses, with Enoch, 
with Elijah. And the professor said and asked, what if you go to the different place? You go to the hot place, you know? Not in heaven. And the old man said, well, I have no problem. If I go to hell, if I go to the hot place, I don't have problem. I can speak their language very well because I can speak English fluently. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But one thing that unites us, church, is not our dialects, but our understanding that we are part of God's remnant church. Amen? Amen. And we are born for heaven. Amen? Amen? And we are preparing for heaven. You know, the Adventist World Radio Ministry Ministry adapts, you know, support the advocacy of proclaiming God's word not in whispered tones but with a loud voice. As described in Revelation chapter 14, the first angel flying in the midst of heaven. Are you with me? And this angel flying in the midst of heaven, occupying the midst of heaven, and that's where all the transmissions are happening. This, this is a place where the airwaves go, all this internet, this TV connection, the web, you know, all the platforms are happening. Amen? And the Lord, you know, the, the, the three angels' messages, the first angel describes that this angel is flying, occupying the midst of heaven. And as a church, as a last day movement, we have to make sure that we are taking advantage of the potential of technology and social media for evangelism. You can, you know, we have cell phone evangelism uh, material. You can do Bible study. You can pray with anybody. Or you can work anywhere just using your, this powerful gadget. Amen? We can be God's digital missionary in the last days. And I, I believe that when we take advantage of the potential of media for evangelism, then we can easily reach the world. Amen? One of the objectives of me inviting myself to come over here. Actually, Pastor Mabio did not invite me, but in, I invite myself. <laughs> Is to introduce... The initiative of the church today that before this kingdom ends, before 2025, Elder, our target is to mobilize all our churches all across North America to participate in this North America evangelism explosion. Amen? That each one reaches one. Every church will, will do and conduct evangelistic Meetings, series before this kingdom ends. You know, I, you know I, I, I was trying to. I joined actually the Heritage Tour last October, and I realized that Adventism really evolved here in North America. Amen? And guess what's happening? Evangelism is so tremendous. Not in America, but in different countries of the world, in Asia, in Philippines. Are you with me? And as if we have forgot our past. You know, the, the Advent movement that started during the 1830s. We have to ignite, reignite the passion of our pioneers to evangelize the world. And we should not forget North America. Amen? And I strongly believe that once America... 
is reached by God's message, by the message of the three angels' messages. The Lord, Jesus, would come. Amen? Imagine, if each member of the church reaches at least one person, this will make a very tremendous and significant impact in our community, even in our church membership. So this is one of our invitation. This is part of the AWR TMI Total Member Involvement Initiative in North America to do a simultaneous evangelistic meetings all across the region before this kingdom ends. Amen? And I, I believe that what happened in Asia, what happened in the Philippines can also transpire here in North America because we are serving same God. And we are having same spirit. So let me continue. The I Will Go initiative is the initiative of the church and that is to make disciples to go, baptize, and teach people and this everlasting gospel need to be preached to all the world in every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. The Adventist World Radio is also organizing training for our migrant workers. And Pastor Mabio, as I am trying to reflect on the message of the first angel about this gospel, everlasting gospel to be preached to all, to, to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. We have problems of doing translation. We have like, in, in, in Asia alone, we have more than 10,000 dialects that need to be reached. 10,000 tribal groups, they need to hear God's message and we don't have materials. We have only about uh, 7,000 plus or ne nearly you know, 7,000 dialects. Uh, we have provided materials for them. But in Asia alone, we have 10,000. But we haven't reached other tribes, tribal groups so far. And this is our challenge. And I strongly believe that if we are going to mobilize our migrant workers, our seven-day Adventist migrant workers is scattered all over the world and they will have this, and they will be imbibed with this spirit, sense of missionary spirit in their hearts and they can become our 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 worker our missionary and this will be fulfilled every nation tribe tongue and people we will have no problem of translating our materials because these people can speak the language of the nation amen we will just need to equip them support them provide the resources that we have as a church as an institution then jesus would come I will skip some of the slides. I'd like to give emphasis on this. The statement from our president, he said, we are Seventh-day Adventists. Don't forget that. We are unique people with unique message. I will proceed with, you know, I have, this is a mixed, a mixed presentation, like Bible study and testimony. So our focus of study is about Zechariah chapter 8 uh, verses, you know, the whole chapter. Actually, this whole chapter is all about God's uh, establishing His church for the future. And in my reflection, I found three important uh, emphasis or 
I would say, three important work of God's last day church, last day movement. The first work is the work of rebuilding. If you will notice in, in, in Zechariah chapter 8, uh, verse uh, 3, thus says the Lord, it's the Lord speaking, I will return to Zion and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem and Midland. Let's replace Jerusalem with Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. And Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church shall be called the City of Truth. Amen? God will establish His church. And this is God's work in these last days, rebuilding His temple. If you will notice part of verse 9, it says, For the house of the Lord of hosts, that the temple might be built. And God's preparation for His coming is first to establish His church. Amen? To rebuild God's church. And it is all about the work of rebuilding God's temple, God's church. And I was trying to reflect on the status, the accomplishment of our organization as a church with the membership of almost 24 million all across the globe. Amen? You are part of this. We have the best institutions in the world. We have hospitals. We have printing houses. We have publishing houses. We have schools. We have universities. We have training schools. We have churches. We have pastors. We are so established as a church. Amen? We have all the ammunitions that we need. Amen? And this is God's purpose for His church. As we perform the mandate of the Gospel Commission, He wants the church first to be established so that we will be ready to move forward and be united for mission. And I'm, I'm trying to, to review the statistics. We have, we have the best universities in the world. We have the best hospitals in the world. Amen? We have the best people in the world. We have the brightest and smartest people in our circulation. Imagine the, uh, the blues, is that the blue zone in, in Loma Linda? It's being featured all across the globe. The Adventist lifestyle. Yes, we have the resources. We have the best theologians. We have the best preachers. We have the best evangelists. And God's church is so established at the moment. Amen? And we are celebrating our 160th anniversary as an organization. Amen? And we praise the Lord that we are ready to move forward and get involved. I'd like you to notice in verse 4, Thus says the Lord, Old men and old women shall sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand, because of great age. And this is being prophesied that this is going to be fulfilled. As I relate this to Joel chapter 2, that in the last days, Young men and women, not only young men and women, but also the old ones will see dreams and visions. Are you with me? Are you following? This is God's last day movement that His people will see dreams and visions. And they will be part of this end time work. You will notice here, the old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem. And it was described that... They are very old because they are carrying, you know, a cane, a staff in his hand because of old age. 
and this initiative of total member involvement, we nobody is indispensable. All of us, everybody is involved. The old ones cannot say, oh, we are old, we cannot be part of this. But it was being prophesied here, this old men and old women will be totally active in performing the Lord's work in the last days. Amen? Not only the old, not only our old people in the church, but also it says, the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. It's a description of a collaborative efforts of the church between the old and the, the young. They will be united to do the Lord's work. And this is God's purpose of rebuilding God's church. So God's intention for His church in the last days is to be established, to rebuild His church so that we can do the work that is put on our shoulders. Amen? And I believe that the Seventh-day Adventist Church is the most organized movement in the whole world so far in these last days. Amen? There is no other organization that is so systematic and so organized as the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And we just need to realign and think how we can synchronize everything for mission, brothers and sisters. They said, we don't have the money. No, that's not true. We have the money because this is God's church. If, if we have plans for mission, the Lord will always provide because this is His mission and this is His church. Amen? Okay, the second activity that will be uh, the active work of God's people in the last days, part of the movement is the work of reconciliation as stipulated in Zechariah chapter 8. There is a work of reconciliation that will that need to be performed while the church is but while, while we establish God's church while God's church is being rebuilt while the temple is being rebuilt then the other work that will be performed is the work of reconciliation you know when we say rebuilding God's temple it's not just the organization but it's all about us amen rebuilding God's temple connotes also rebuilding this body temple. Amen? I tried to be healthy, you know, by eating only two times a day. You know, as I'm trying to review the, you know, the story of, you know, in the Old Testament, this raven, you know, providing the provision, one in the morning and one in the evening, you know. Remember, uh, was it Elisha? Yeah? Uh, being provided by God. So I try to be healthy because we know uh, as I try to reflect how we can how can we perform the work of God if we are not healthy. Amen? If we have problems with our health, how can we do mission? How can we reach the world? Who will go for us? Who will go for God? If we are not healthy, and I strongly believe that God's, lay, God's last day movement, part of the priority is to rebuild this body temple. Amen? I am uh, 
I would say, I, I, by God's grace, I tried to be, you know, to at least sweat, you know, as much as we can every day. To at least, you know, it's winter time here in U.S., you know, and eat less and eat healthy foods. Amen? Balanced diet. Amen? Because God's last day movement, we need to be healthy. When this world, you know, turn into turmoil and wars and calamity after calamities, those who will be able to survive, I strongly believe, are, are those who are physically fit. And those who are physically fit, because physical instability leads to mental superiority. Are you with me? And those who have given this message will perform the work in these last days. We need to be very healthy by God's grace so that we can share, we can move forward, we can survive extreme situations. So the, the other aspect of uh, the work of God's last day saints is the work of reconciliation. By the way, just to give you a brief history about, about uh, the ministry that the Lord has put me into, I've been pastoring those mountain areas for so many years. And I realized that the Lord has paved the way so that I, we would be able to reach these rebel communities. And the engagement started in 2020. Actually, 2020, 2018, I realized that I am baptizing rebel people, commanders, you know, rebel commanders. They just disclosed their identity lately when they feel comfortable and it's time to reveal their identity. And in 2021, and in 2021, there was this mass surrender. I, in 2020, 18, 2019, 2020, I was heavily involved in doing broadcasting. And broadcasting, you know, when you are on the radio, people, you know, look up to you, you know, as, as a public figure. And we also bring our uh, programs, our ministries on the mountain area. So they trusted us as an institution. And these rebel groups, you know, called the attention of the church that they really wanted to express the interest of coming back to the government. So this video was the first mass surrender, peace and evangelism summit. <clears throat> so they called the attention of our church. So this evening, prior to the arrival of our FR, we call them FR, former rebels, you know, now fully reconciled, amen. So those wearing masks, so we call the attention of the government, the military, the provincial government, the local authorities. Those wearing blues, they were the first who surrendered. And they came, not to the military, not to the government, but they came to our church to facilitate you know, their surrender. It was an epic and it uh, it was a success. So that was the event that happened inside the church. This is General Villarreal of the Philippine military. They were former assassins, killers, 
Kung po yung nagpapasalamat so sa inyo yung Hire 360. inspiring stories you will hear from these people programa, about their conversion. Uh, about how to, they returned to the government and so, they called the attention of our church. Ng, uh, and I, I believe uh, it's the Holy Spirit being poured out, poured out tremendously to reach these people in this particular area. And every evening, it's a one-week you know, celebration. During the evening, I conducted evangelism in a series every evening, and this was the last night. And I made an appeal. They are not yet Adventists. You know, they are not. Yet, they are listening to our message, but they are not yet baptized. They are not yet Adventists. But I made an appeal during that night to surrender their lives to Jesus. And I was surprised for the decision they made that evening. So I was telling the Lord is inviting you not only to surrender your lives to the government but also to give your life to Jesus. And when I made an appeal, look what happened. They all stood up and came forward expressing their decision of surrendering their lives fully to the Lord. So that was the start. That that this was April of 2021, and we praise the Lord for this. Just to give you, yeah, uh, Philippine National Police, local governments, officials, and some private sectors. So we have like AWR has been three conducting community services for five years already here in the island of Dora, Philippines. Calling Calling the attention of other FR, we call them FR. Elder Ted Wilson changed the name from former rebels to fully reconciled or fully restored. So it's still FR. So we conducted because the main leader of that group, you know, came to came back to the government and also joined our church, but not yet baptized, but expressed his interest. the The only denomination that we will come is the Seventh-day Adventists because we know they are genuine, they are true people, they are caring, and they will, they will help us, you know, uh, reintegrate in our, in our community, in our society. So in, in November of 2021, that was still during the height of pandemic and the travel restrictions are still uh, implemented. But the Philippine government gave a special, a special permit for the leadership of the church to come to the Philippines. Especially in that island of Mindoro. So Ted Wilson came there. We went to the... Uh, to the... Uh, we call it Malacanang Palace. Where the government's uh, office is. The president's office is. And they were amazed. Because, you know, the former Philippine president, he doesn't like Americans. Yeah, he is against U.S. I do not know if you have heard Duterte, you know. He was so tough. And he doesn't like America. He doesn't like U.S. government. But during the time, the general now, Pastor Mabio, we met, you know, last December. He was, we were surprised because he said last December when we met him, I was the head, the commander of the presidential security guard, security group 
And I was so amazed why the president allowed Americans to come inside the palace without checking their bags, allowing their cell phones, because the president said they are good people, allow them to come and visit our palace. And Ted Wilson and the rest of the AWR team were given, were given special permit to come to the Philippines. And in November, second Sabbath of no November, we baptized 700 plus 300 you know, families of former rebels, more than 1,000 of them, we baptized and they joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And we praise the Lord for that. And this is, this is the, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in this place. So after their baptism, the church you know, provided programs, livelihood programs for them, farming. So we, we assisted them to reintegrate in the society. We provided them tools in farming, like associations, as part of the commitment of the church that we are committed not only to baptize them and to become members of the church but to help them reintegrate in the society and the church have used a significant uh, uh, amount of resources substantial amount have given the substantial amount of resources for them so there is peanut factory you know as part of the livelihood uh, for them and And you know, guess what happened? After... So this is reconciliation happening to the lives of these people. When they return to the government, they are reconciled to their families because only once a year they are allowed to come to their family when they are in the rebel group. They are reconciled to their family, they are reconciled to, their, to the government, but above all, they are reconciled to the Lord. And we praise the Lord for that. Not only this, but also, I do not know if you know ISIS. Uh, this is live, right? Live. Uh, you know, Abu Sayyaf, you know, these Muslim extremists. And the Lord also provided, paved the way for us to reach them. And because of our medical work in Holosolo, Mindanao, we were able to come. Those with red... With red patches they are members of these Muslim extremists but the only group welcome in this restricted area are the Seventh-day Adventists and we hold a community work a livelihood program in this area through we we also ask the assistance of course of the special action of the uh, special forces of the military to come to the government we have their Commander Joel, uh, no war happened. No encounter happened. The only group that they accepted in this community are the Seventh-day Adventists because they considered Seventh-day Adventists as their brothers because of our, we don't eat pork. You know, Muslims don't eat pork. So they said they are brothers and they are decent people. They don't treat us as Christians because they view Christians differently. Because for them, Christians are like worldly, like Madonna, Michael Jackson, they drink, they go to the bar. But for Seventh-day Adventists, they treated us as a different level of, you know, Christians. So this, what transpired in this area, so peace pact, you know, was initiated. And this first time ever that they allowed us to enter into their camps.
And they said, Pastor, we are tired of fighting the government. For like decades, I, I, I just don't know, many American Marines were beheaded in this island, in this region. Uh, we are tired of fighting the government. They don't have electricity. They are like 21 years behind civilization, this area. No electricity, no roads, no schools. So we came to that area. We provided literacy program because no teachers from the government have the courage to come to that area. But our missionaries, our AWR Sulad's missionaries, they, are, they have the courage to move to go to these unreached places. So we started to provide literacy program. They said, we are tired of fighting. Please help us. We want to go back fishing. Help us, you know, procure fishing nets. And thank you for teaching our children. You love them. Many surrendered to the government. They are not yet baptized Seventh-day Adventists, but we started our engagement with them because they accepted us in their society. Continue to pray for these brothers and sisters. So we provided them generator to have electricity. So our target is to transform their, their, their community from, uh, from terrorism to tourism. From, from uh, battleground to playground. So that's the theme uh, in connection with the program, also with the government. From battleground to, to playground. From battlefield to to farm field you know we are we are trying to uh, make uh, assistance for them so that this community will be transformed into a better place to live in so we need to perform the work of reconciliation amen so I strongly believe brothers and sisters that Christ is coming very very soon amen that we have to do the work of reconciliation. And I'm trying to uh, continue. The Lord has given us the work of reconciliation. Not only reconciling the world, but above all, performing the work of reconciliation even in our own families. Amen? And the third work, of course, as you know, in, based on my reflection in the second chapter, uh, in the eighth chapter of Zechariah, is the work of reaching the world. Amen? The I will go initiative, each one reaches one for Jesus. And this is a story about reaching the world. This is the evening, this video is the evening after the baptism of more than 700 FR. So FR is a short term for former rebels, now fully reconciled. Amen? That evening, Sorry, these former rebels held a special service in honor of the baptisms. After their, their Joyous baptism, joyous songs were sung and they spoke about their past lives, their struggles, and how Jesus is now their future. This celebration of testimonies ended with a beautiful candlelight ceremony. They made this the is their program one of them organized for us a special Thanksgiving night, baptized by the end of 2021. And during that evening, the leader stood up and expressed, as we go back to our respective communities and villages, we promise to the Lord that we will invite more people to join us in faith. So they pledged that each one would reach one for Jesus. And starting that after several months after this, we started baptizing as a result of their direct involvement. 
and they, they challenged the church leadership, come back after five months, they said, we will bring more souls to Jesus. And in April of 2022, April 9, that was the day also where my firstborn son got baptized. He was 10 years old. You know how many souls they brought to the Lord? 1,200 souls were baptized as a direct result of the involvement of the former rebels. And we praise the Lord. And after, after their baptism, the, the, leader, the leader spoke to me, Pastor, most of us are trained to speak in public because most of them are activists, you know. They, they do this rally, you know, on the streets. I have chosen 20 best, the best 20 commanders I have. Is it possible that we also train them to become preacher, to become preachers, you know, like you? To preach also? Because she assessed that, you know, what you are doing, you are preaching, you are giving these messages. And she was telling me, perhaps we can even do better. She told me. And then I called the attention of the leadership. Pastor Dwayne, they are interested to become preachers like us. What shall we do? Okay, buy laptops for them. Train them to, to, uh, to do homiletics. Train them how to preach the gospel. Train them with our materials, with our PowerPoint. So equip them. So we purchased 20 projectors, 20 laptops. We equipped them. And for more than eight months, we trained them every month to do this, to do evangelistic series, to preach our sermons, to study, and to, you know, have a deeper understanding of, of our fundamental tenets. And last December of 2022, last December of 2022, we launched this FR Preaching, the first ever FR Preaching, December 2022, 20 sites, 20 FR commanders going back to their villages and preaching God's message for two weeks. And you know what happened? One of the, you know, the top commander, she went back to that village and the whole community was surprised. Why is she here? We know she is a rebel. So they informed the police because this lady has 13 warrants of arrests. They informed the police. This person is here. So the police came. But you know, when they came, of course, she is already under the custody of the military. Uh, the military informed her, do not touch her. She has given special amnesty by the government. Now she is under our care. Don't touch, don't ever touch her. So the whole community was surprised because that community was her, you know, controlled community before. She recruited many people to join the rebel movement in that area. And that lady, during that first night, when, when she started preaching, she told the whole community, I came here not to recruit you anymore to become rebels, but I came here to introduce Jesus and to introduce my faith in Him and invite you, I, 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 to invite you to join me in my faith with Jesus. And out of, uh, during, during this this. Uh, during his preaching series this is her place 47 souls were baptized you know last 2020 to April this Ernesto let me pause for a moment this guy his name is Ernesto 
one of the rebel commander, last 2023, they promised to bring each one, rich one for Jesus, right? But this guy, he brought 210 souls for the Lord. Maybe he doesn't know how to count. The agreement is only each one reaches one. But he brought with him 210 souls for the Lord because he knows how to brainwash people, you know? If he knows how to recruit them to become, to join the rebel movement, how much more, you know, introducing his faith and inviting them to join him in faith. He brought 210 souls. We were all surprised. Other couple brought 47, 57, 1,200 souls were brought into God's kingdom. So this is their preaching series. We documented, you know, they started, you know, we, we gave them the projector, the... Uh, the material they need and the training we provided them and last December of 2022 246 souls were ushered into God's kingdom as a direct result of the preaching of our FRs many brethren in the Philippines were surprised one of our elders said I haven't tried you know doing a series for more than three decades uh, that I am in this faith. But I am so encouraged to see the transformation in the lives of these people that they are very eager you know, to share their faith even you know, doing this evangelistic series on their own. Amen? And this is because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and this is God's last day movement that will happen in these last days. Amen? This guy... His name is Vicente. He was known in the community as an arsonist. Killer, arsonist. Actually, as I was trying to recall the, the incidents that happened, because there was an incident, I was passing by on a bridge, and I saw group of people with guns burning the equipments, the heavy equipments of the government. And he told me, I was that man, pastor, leading that group. And he was known as a killer, an arsonist. He, wa he went to jail many times already. But the Lord has paved the way for him. He started sharing, doing his own series in his own community. I was there the first, the last night. He was ma making an appeal. And so powerful, he said, Brethren, brothers and sisters, you know me as a person. How bad I was. But now, I am inviting you to make a decision to accept Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. He changed my life and I know He can also change your life. So powerful. Around eight souls stood up in this congregation. Eight souls stood up and surrendered their lives to the Lord through baptism. Amen? And this is about reaching, happening about reaching the world, preaching, sharing with Jesus. And I do not know if you recognize this picture. These three gentlemen were baptized during the 2020, June 2022 general conference session. I'm about to end. Don't worry. Colonel Guevara. Because the transformation in the lives of this rebel movement, the military were also surprised and they, they were also converted. After baptism of the FR, the military also touched pastor. We also would like to join the Seventh-day Adventists. And we started giving them Bible studies. And yeah, this is the whirlpool effect of the conversion of these people. So Colonel Guevara and the rest of the two officers were baptized by Ted Wilson 
during the GC session last June. And actually, this person, upon hearing the transformation in the lives of the FR, called the attention of their church. Who is the Seventh-day Adventist? What are their beliefs? Why are they spending so much attention and effort in this group of people? Why they are even spending their, their church money for these people? Why they are caring for these people? These people are assassins. These people are, are headache of the government. Why they are spending so much on them? So he started searching. And he discovered Sabbath. And he discovered and asked me, Pastor, let's have Bible study. So he decided to join the Seventh-day Adventist. And this military guy, see the, the guy on, that, uh, on, my, on, on the right side of the picture, last December of 2022, he also joined the preaching series. Six months after his baptism, he started performing, sharing, doing evangelistic series. And what he did, because he was a military intel, he called all his men, please bring your families here in our safe house and I will share you my and I will share something with you. So for two weeks, he did, he performed evangelistic series. And this is the result of his series. More than 10 souls surrendered their lives to Jesus. Amen? So, Colonel Guevara, after that same year, 2022, so he was baptized last June. And last Sabbath of 2022, when we have, have, have this reporting, he was there. We spent Sabbath together, last Sabbath of 2022. And then we, we show the pictures of the FR preaching, the military preaching. He said, Pastor, why you didn't include me in the program? I'm also Adventist, right? I can also preach. Why, why only the FR and this, my, my officer, you invited to be part of this program? Why you didn't include me in the program? Pastor, I, please give me the presentation. I can study it, it on my own. I know I can also preach. So, well, I said, I told him, okay, here's the pen drive. You have your laptop. Study the presentation, the Revelation of Hope series. And last March this year, this is what happened. Revelation of Hope. Colonel Guevara, this is the picture, doing an evangelistic meetings. Where? Inside the military camps. I was not there because I've been traveling a lot during the time. And he told me, Pastor, when I appealed for baptism, all of them stood up. I just do not know if they decided wholeheartedly or maybe they are just afraid of me because I'm the officer. But he said, his military officers came to them, Colonel, we are ready to accept Jesus as our personal Savior and Lord. And he will do his own series next year. Again, he's another series next year. So this is happening, brothers and sisters. And this happened July. This is the Muslim extremist area. Last July, the church attention was called by these people, the Lumads warriors in Mindanao. They surrendered. They, they, they called them the attention of our missionary and said, Pastor, we are ready to give, to surrender to the government. Not only themselves, but the whole community with their guns. Amen? First time. This is, so I called the attention of the military 
These are the long rifles, powerful guns. They surrendered to the government. They made a peace pact with the government. And this was the start. So this was the actual footage of video when we assisted them, when we picked them up on the mountain area. So they brought their guns, the whole community, actually the whole community. And last December 2 and 3, this is where the FR, you know, these, these Lumad warriors, the ex Muslim extremist terrorists are located. We conducted a series of evangelism. They created this man-made, you know, dome. And you know what happened? 200 families. During that Sabbath, 1,729 souls were baptized. December 2, this month, was baptized. Jesus is coming. This was one of the evening presentation. Together with their families, the whole villages were transformed and gave their lives to Jesus. Dwayne Mackey, the president, was there, willing to surrender their lives to Jesus. Not only in the Philippines, but in Ukraine. In this video, you can hear, you know, you know, exchange of fires, bombs in Ukraine. And we have people also in Ukraine. You can see in this video, we have our partner in Ukraine. They are giving these God pods, you know. These people are crazy, you know. Willing to, you know, in the, in the midst of, you know, of war. But we have people who are willing to die for the Lord. Sharing the gospel message to Jesus. And we praise the Lord for these brothers and sisters. So this will, this will happen and will continue to happen. In these last days, last December 2 of this month, of this year, I'm so also proud to share to you that me and Dwayne Mackey baptized my daughter. She was 10 years old, she is 10 years old, and she decided, Papa, I am ready to get baptized. And it was a very high Sabbath, last December 2, to baptize my daughter. Amen? And time is coming, brothers and sisters. Time is coming. Time is coming. That what's happening all across Asia, all across the world, will also transpire here in North America. We'll just have to realign and set our minds and be convicted that we have to share God's message in our community. I'd like to read the last verse. Sorry. Thus says the Lord of hosts in those days. Verse 23 of chapter 8 of Zechariah, 10 men from every language of the nation shall pull, shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. People will come to us because we are performing the work of rebuilding. We are performing the work of reconciliation. People in our community will just come to us because we are performing the work of the gospel commission. They will call the attention of the church because we are all involved. Amen. We are all involved. We are immense in the community. We are engaged in our community. We are sharing God's message in the community. They will come to this mainland church. They will pull our garment and they will say, let us come with you because we have heard and we have seen that God is with you. How many of you are committing yourselves to the Lord to participate in the solemn task of sharing the gospel message to join the last day movement of this end time church. How many of you are willing to be part of this? Yes, we will go. 
Let's continue to let the fire burning, amen? To participate in the loud cry in these last days. As the song says, lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Let's all get involved. And this is my prayer in his name. Amen. You have been listening to the broadcast from the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church at 2420 East Ashman in Midland, Michigan. If you are in the area, we cordially invite you to visit our church Saturday mornings. If you are a distance away, we encourage you to continue visiting our website and weekly podcast at midlandsda.org.